Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're back for C2R Spookums Edition, episode three of five. It's gonna be spooky fun. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? needs an enema. So let's fire up the Batman mobile, go to a taco stand and eat some feelings, okay? Okay, I just, I think it's Batmobile. Batman mobile. <laughs> Batmobile. That's what I said, Batman mobile. You're putting the, ma- there's no man, it's just Batman Batmobile. Batman mobile. Batmobile. Batman Drop the man. Batman mobile. Batmobile. Oops. We're back. Episode 23. Yeah. Yeah, you could do the twist of this if you wanted. Kit Kats and Twix. Oh, we didn't even talk about Kit Kat last week. I mentioned it briefly. Oh. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, Angie and Jeff, what's up? What's up, everyone? Hi. It's it's uh, Spookums edition. Spookums. <laughs> <laughs> episode three of five. Uh, 23rd episode overall. Uh, we are so glad to be back with you. In the booth. I got to tell you, listening to the theme music, I am proud of it. You should be. Um, and thank you for the props online and, and personal texts and messages. <gasps> but the, the clap, 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 clap is the greatest invention of modern pop music. I don't know who did it first, but it just. It's, it's guaranteed head bops in. Yeah. in Body rolls. The clap a clap, yeah. I it's it's terrific. How are you doing, my queen? I'm great. How are you? I'm just fine. Trying to get into the spooky mood as best we can. Yeah. We got a really glowing review recently. We did. Yes. Not on iTunes, but from our dear dear nephew, uh Momo. <laughs> he called in with uh what I can only 
consider a five-star review. Good job, Angie and Uncle Jeff. Your podcast is funny. That's great. Good to know. Uh-huh. And? It's like a baby in a diaper. I don't quite get the last bit, but that's that's going on. If Cruel to Rewind was a movie poster, that's yeah. the pull quote. It's like a baby in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite review of all the reviews of all time. Your podcast is funny. Thank you, Momo. Thanks, Momo. We love you. But yeah, we miss our nephews. I don't know if our podcast is, is really that kid-friendly. I don't recommend maybe playing it all the time for your young ones. They may pick up some naughty words. Not from us, from all the drops. Yeah, there's some, you know, we use profanity sometimes. <laughs> we're, we're medium profanity. People forget that I worked on cruise ships, so I'm technically a sailor. So there is some, some cursing. Sure. Yeah, there's a, a proud tradition of cursing yes. on the high seas. Wow, that does not sound right. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's not always office friendly or kid friendly, but there's plenty of bits that that kids love. Your podcast is funny. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a five year old saying that, so yeah. we got to be doing something right. Right. It's like a baby in a diaper. <laughs> I love that. It's like a baby in a diaper. And you know what it is? I wish I could go inside his brain and figure out what part of the show made him think of that. Yeah, I'd like to know too. It'll be a mystery, but yeah, I mean, I agree. So it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fine. He's he's a really smart kid, and I trust his taste sure. and his yeah. judgment. Yep, same. So it's the spooky season. We're about halfway through the month. I can't believe it. And you know, we've we've just been consuming as much spooky content. Yeah. As possible. We've been trying to get out of our comfort zones and watch some new Halloween content. There's that weird haunting show on Netflix where they, they interview real people who have experienced paranormal episodes. Yeah. They they gather them all in a room. It's kind of awkward. It's very awkward. What the show needs is sort of a spooky paranormal Keith Morrison from Dateline to sit down with these people and interview them and yes. react but they're just sitting in a room talking to each other and you see these people like nodding awkwardly. And these are normal people. They're not entertainers by any means. No. So there's probably a producer off mic and camera feeding them questions and what to talk about. So right. it feels it it feels so awkward. It does. We we need a spooky Keith Morrison. And then we cut to the dramatized versions of the story they're telling. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a prude or anything, but there's a lot of unexpected, unwanted nudity. (laughs) This woman is sitting in a circle with some old roommates and her, she tells a story when it's her boyfriend, but now it's her husband. So they're all sitting in a circle, just watching her talk. It's really awkward. They don't really speak a whole lot. It's really just the the woman telling the story. Mm -hmm. And then they cut to a point where he comes over for the night in this really creepy house that they live in. Mm -hmm. And they start making love. (laughs) Anyway, how is your sex life? She was in the mood for love. And it was um, very, uh, just out of nowhere, crude. Again, yeah, I'm not a prude, but it was so out of left field and it, a sudden. That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. And then they cut. Back to, to the, the real people. To the real people. And you're picturing them nude. So you're picturing them 
do it's so weird like just do it interview style yeah. or do the full make it a full episode of the dramatization yeah. i would watch that i yeah. like watching ghost stories i don't really i i don't quite believe it but i will listen to them all day long i like to hear other people's stories yeah so no stars don't watch it what's it called haunted on netflix Yes, just haunt. It's not the haunt. There's another show called The Haunting on a Hill or something, but it's just House on Haunted Hill. Some, yes, this is just haunted. How to haunt your, how to haunt a murderer, <laughs> making a haunting. If you like, um, sitting in a state of butt clenching, then you should watch it. Then you should watch it. Just get ready for unwanted nudity. Don't you love it? <laughs> Anything. Speaking of. Uh, Carl. Speaking of my dad, Richard Mazur. Yeah. Um, Anything from last week that you want to mention? Yeah, there is. I had such fun talking about Mr. Boogity. Boogity! 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 Boo! I hate that. I hope you enjoyed it too. Boo! But yeah, I forgot to mention this one thing that made me laugh. Uh, at the time, I was four watching this. Mm-hmm. And I did go through a phase where I was really into modern day movie monsters like your Jason Voorhees, your Freddy Krueger's. I was really into it for a while and I would draw stories of them in like preschool and kindergarten. Um, Hmm. And I thought that hamburger face when they call Mr. Boogity hamburger face at one point in the show. So I just thought hamburger face was in the same league as Jason, Freddy, the mummy. Like he's, he's on the same in the same tier as far as movie monsters. That made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't know any better. I'm four. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. We did watch a lot of other regular spookums mm-hmm. in the past couple of days over the weekend. We oh, saw Adam's Family. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, oh, The Exorcist. Oh, my favorite. I love Exorcist. You have a lot of issues with it. Yeah, but it. I, I I don't like Reagan. I think you, she's really annoying. You don't like Reagan. You think uh, Ellen Burstyn leans a little bit too heavily on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, somebody help me. I know she's in a very stressful situation, but she just needs to relax a little bit. She's taking it out on everyone around her when they're just trying to talk through like what the fuck is going on yeah. with her daughter. So. She just needs to chill. Relax about it. I like the naturalistic acting style in the movie, but you also pointed out that it's very like quiet in points. There's a lot of mumbled dialogue. Yeah. Because it's just people talking how you would imagine people in the 70s just having a discussion with each other. Yeah. But it, we had to put the subtitles on at one point. Um, I don't have this queued up. I'm going to drop it in. This is in the same league as somebody put a hamburger in my bed. There's a part where... Detective Kinderman is leaving the apartment and uh, Ellen Burstyn's character is helping him put his coat on and it's one of my favorite lines in a movie ever. You're a very nice lady. (laughs) It's just, I can't explain it, why it's so funny to me, but it's it's in the same boat. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? (laughs) I do. That's why I talked about it, because I love it. Cool. Don't sleep on Manhunter, by the way. That's a spooky movie. Yes, that is a legit scary movie. It introduces, it's one of our favorites, Brian Cox, uh, playing Hannibal Lecter. It was the screen debut of the character of Hannibal Lecter, which obviously Anthony Hopkins would 
write the book on Lecter, but it's cool to see another take on it. It's fun. So we're talking about Batman, the 1989 version of Batman, but we wanted to try something new here. And before we tell you about the movie, let's get in the mindset of the time period when this movie came out. Let's go back to 1989. Let's do it. Okay. Let's hold hands. Close your eyes. Get in a comfortable chair. We're going back to 1989. So you are probably getting ready to watch America's Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget. For the red, white, and blue, for the funny things you do, America, America, this is you. You've got your bagel bites in the microwave. Mm. You're pouring your crystal light, oh, maybe drink, a Diet Coke if, a ton of if mom light. or dad let you have <laughs> pop. Pop, red pop. Or maybe you were getting ready to listen to some Prince or Janet Jackson records, Paul Abdul, Millie Vanilli. What were you wearing, you ask? Just think of what the youths are wearing today, like spandex, mm-hmm. jeans with ripped knees, yeah. high-waisted jeans. All the neon colors, Mm. non-ironic mullets, and cut-off sweatshirts. I'm there. I'm there. You took me there. Do you have anything to add? When I think of 1989, I think of the way the teens dressed in Uncle Buck. (laughs) These many-layered, bohemian, floppy-hat-wearing teenagers who hung out in public parks, drinking 40s, whatever they were doing, listening to uh, Tone Loke. (laughs) (laughs) You ever hear of a ritual killing? (laughs) I'm supposed to come over and watch you? Um, That's what I think of. Just a real transitional period for fashion and art and music. So I hope we took you to 1989. I was three, so my memory doesn't go back that far you didn't see so this is all this is all according to what google told me what 1989 was like yeah so i hope i took you there yeah you know you did uh we are back like uh somewhere in time i feel like i've been transported like christopher reeve by the way we saw people dressed like those teens from uncle buck at at the dilla tribute outside of talia hall and pilsen there were 20 somethings dressed like bug <laughs> from uncle buck we both kind we were in line to get in and we both saw them and we like openly stared like what oh my god what are you doing floppiest hats i ever saw i know pilsen is very hipster but that was uh a whole other level it's a new level of gentrification that i have never seen did you know that talia hall was the last place we went to for fun yeah (laughs) in february when you could go out and be around people (laughs) wow you used to be able to go out shout out to talia hall i hope i don't know i hope those places are doing okay shout out shout out to having a night out i hope that comes back someday maybe in 2022 Uh, i don't want to go man thanks for invite okay let's talk about the movie now we're we're in 1989 let's let's keep it can we start the story now yep Let's set the mood with this trailer, which is a little unorthodox, and I think you'll see why.
Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Nice outfit. Pick up the wicker people. Happy trailer. You look fine. Hello? I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. Where did he get those wonderful toys? My life is really complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> There's that gong again. You can't have a movie trailer without a gong. Mm-hmm. Did you notice something about that trailer? The 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 lack of background music. Or the minimal use of background music. Oh, it's yeah. so quiet in points. It, yeah, it's... Like we're so accustomed to... <laughs> like the low synth... Ominous tones. Um, <laughs> dark, <laughs> ominous tones. It's not even music. <laughs> it's just tones. It's not music. There's no melody. It's just tones. Just dark, ominous tones. Totally, and it smells like fart. Yeah, like th- there's points where it just cuts to silence. Yeah, it's a and weird I was like, trailer. Hello? <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Hello. Because <laughs> we're all conditioned. Mm-hmm. We want the low dark stone in the preview. <laughs> Your style is unorthodox, but effective. Having witnessed his parents' brutal murder as a child, millionaire philanthropist Bruce Wayne fights crime in Gotham City disguised as the Batman. I'm the Batman. A costumed hero who strikes fear in the hearts of villains. But when a deformed madman who calls himself the Joker seizes control of Gotham's criminal underworld, Batman must face his most ruthless Nermitrius. Shit! But when a deformed madman who calls himself the Joker seizes control of Gotham's criminal underworld, Batman must face his most ruthless nemesis ever while protecting both his identity and his love interest, reporter Vicky Vale. Justice is always darkest before the dawn. Ooh, good tagline. That's a good one, you know? Uh, what else we get? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. Highest grossing film of the year. Yeah. Came out in June of 1989, and I remember seeing this in the theater. Wow. My father, Richard Mazur, <laughs> I remember waiting outside in line to get in at the Novi Town Center. Whoa. Uh, so you're seven? I'm seven. Mini malls were kind of a new thing, and that movie theater was fairly new. Okay. Um, cool. And I remember he, as we left the theater, he opened the sliding door to the van, and he got down on one knee and put his hand on my shoulder and asked, Don't you love it? <laughs> And I said, yes. yes Dad, Do I you did. remember <laughs> what snacks you got at the movie? That's a great question. 
I feel like we would sneak in bulk candy, mm. like the chocolate covered peanuts from sure. Meyer. Yeah. Or Meyers, if you're from Michigan. Meyer. Now you got to add the apostrophe S. You have to add ownership to everything. Meyers, Fords. Uh, I used to say Meyers, but since I've lived here, I've I've said Meyer. Because we're we're civilized people now. Mm-hmm. I'm just better than everyone in Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I probably had a cherry Coke, mm. maybe some snow caps. I'm thinking it was, I seem to remember popcorn and the chocolate covered peanuts from Myers, the bulk candy section. That's fun. It is fun. Thanks dad. So this is not, this, this movie came out in June. So it was a summer blockbuster. It's not a traditional Halloween movie. Maybe it is for some people call us and tell us if it is, but why is this a movie that we watched at this time? So if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about this movie a time or two, and I've been trying to zero in on the perfect wording for how I feel about it. I think what I mean to say about it is it's the greatest game of dress up ever filmed. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the costumes look great on film, uh-huh. but if you're at like a high end costume party or a rich kid's birthday party and you yeah. saw people dressed up like that, it wouldn't be out of place. It, it would look impressive. Yeah. It's, it's just so evident that they're wearing costumes. Yes. But it looks great on film and it it's just fun to watch. It doesn't take you out of the movie. No. Like the fact that Batman can't turn his head or look up. <laughs> he wants to turn his head. <laughs> so that's that's the number one bullet point. Mm-hmm. And uh and it's no surprise that Batman and Joker were some of the most popular costumes of that year. Yes. Mm-hmm. We we looked it up. Mm-hmm. And you get you also have the classic Tim Burton gothic but goofy aesthetic you get a campy over-the-top performance from jack nicholson that still manages to be menacing you get michael keaton being the strong silent type in the rubber suit you get the quiet cerebral bruce wayne performance Mm -hmm. from him you know there's there's trauma and revenge with the murder of his parents and there's a sprinkle of psychological horror Mm. with uh the joker's transformation jack napier transforming into the joker after his plastic surgery (laughs) mirror (laughs) and all of those ingredients make up a good halloween time movie as we've said we like some spooky but we like some kitsch and some camp and some humor we we like a mix Mm -hmm. it's a very distinct cocktail that we like around halloween time it's not all horror yes it's not all fear not all nudity just thinking about teen slasher movies i sort of have a boner and i think our friday night movie marathon was all of those things and we didn't really plan it it was just what we wanted to watch all in one night exorcist adam's family and the rocky horror picture show yes like that's that that's us in the nutshell god rocky horror is so fun yeah that's it that's us in a nutshell that's our halloween spookums viewing habits shall we watch the let's movie go. let's watch the botman the botman until grissom uh resurfaces <laughs> i'm the acting president and i say starting with this anniversary festival we run the city into the ground <laughs> why don't we hear this from grissom yeah and what's with that stupid grin life's been good to me <laughs> what if we say no well tony Nobody wants a war. <laughs> He's reasonable. If we can't do business, why? We'll just shake hands and that'll be it. Yeah? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> oh, there'll be a hot time in the old town tonight. <laughs> I got a live one here. I love that. I, I'll bet my dad covered my eyes during that when the... That's pretty scary. The gangster becomes a charred corpse. Let me tell you about this guy I know, Jack. Mean kid. Bad seed. Hurt people. I like him already. <laughs> now, you know, the problem was he got sloppy. You know, crazy. He started to lose it. He had a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Couldn't keep it straight up here. He was the kind of guy who couldn't hear the train till it was two feet from him. You know what happened to this guy, Jack? Wow. Made mistakes. And then he had a... Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Uh, <laughs> Tell me something, my friend. Oh, Ever nuts. dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. Still love it. Don't you love it? I do love it. So where where would you like to start, Jeff? Joff. Thanks for paying attention, Joff. Um, no, I... I we didn't mention the music up top. That obviously the music's oh, yeah. phenomenal. One of the most iconic scores from Danny Elfman. So is this the? How many times have we talked about Danny Elfman? Is he a C two R Hall of Famer? I think he is. Pee Wee, Batman, and Beetlejuice, The Simpsons. Well, we've talked about him twice, and yeah. our rule is if you if you get talked about more than once, then you're a Hall of Famer. Oh well, it's not very stringent criteria. No, but. <laughs> Anyway, he belongs in there anyway. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our Lord and Savior, Prince, <laughs> did the soundtrack. And I don't know why it works so well. I think just because it's Prince and he's just, he has a gravitational pull like no other artist. And that but 80s and 90s was... His prime time. His prime time, yeah. He created the sound. He helped create the sound of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like that Minneapolis sound, you know, that Janet Jackson used to great success. Uh, he pretty much handcrafted the drum sounds that would become a, the genre of electro. He, he's just, he's, we all know Prince is a genius. Yep. And his fingerprints are all over this. Yes. And we watched, <laughs> <laughs> we watched the music video, which is like seven minutes long. And he's dressed up as like half Batman, half Joker, and there's a bunch of Batman and Jokers dancing around, and that's wild. It's so fun. It's really, really. Uh, for what song? Party Man. It was the first one we watched. Bat Dance. Bat Dance. One yes. word. Bat Dance. Bat Dance. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Maybe we'll drop it in. Okay, we got the music. Yep. The setting. Gotham. I did not have a problem with this Gotham like I do with Batman Forever. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's still really dark and gritty, which I think makes the most sense for Gotham, mm-hmm. but I I wasn't thrown off by it. Right. Like I was in Batman Forever. So, you, so you, I like it more. You could envision it being drawn that way in a comic book, I think. 
One of my notes is the the bat costume and the Batmobile feel like they come right out of the comic books. And I, I didn't read the comics, but that's when you think, when you envision the Batmobile, you think of this Batmobile. Batmobile. When you picture the Batman logo or costume, it's the black with the yellow. So it's just very. It's true. It's very Batman. Yep. I definitely prefer Vicky Vale over Chase Meridian, and I'm. I mean. Oh yeah. Just because we just did Batman Forever, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm comparing the two. I mean, they're not that. They're what six years apart. Um. So that's just where I'm going right now. But I definitely prefer Vicky Vale. She seems like a real person. Yes. Chase Meridian was very. Stunted, wooden. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I Hammy, like, really hamming it yeah. up. Yeah. Hammy. Vicky Vale seemed a little bit more natural and an actual human being. A real person. Yeah. Yes. Ever since seeing Spider-Man Homecoming and you get Keaton as a villain, as Vulture, I like him more as a villain. Yeah, I could I see mean, that. I, I do like him as Batman in this, of course. Like, it's it's classic. But he makes a really, really good villain. He's got those bat lips. He set the standard for bat lips. And when they had to replace him, they cast Val Kilmer, who was just a pair of lips <laughs> in the suit. Like, it should have worked. He looked great as Batman, but they, I think they just cast him based on his lips. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One of the things I realized in this is that Michael Keaton's Batman is the strong silent type. Yeah. Christian Bale's a chatty Cathy compared to this Batman. Like he's always talking about swear to me and <laughs> um, a whole boat of people's ready to believe in good. And he's just yammering on about people are good and geez, oh Pete's and you're excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. <laughs> he just won't shut up. And Batman, this Batman just doesn't talk much, just gets the job done. Yeah, there's all not, he says is there's not a lot of drops to pull. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Oh, that's all you got to say. I'm Batman. When Batman shows up, all you got to say is I'm Batman. And then <laughs> kick, fight, punch. Kick, fight, punch. Yep. But don't turn your head because you can't. <laughs> this um the scenes when he's running up those stairs at the tower. Yeah to the tower at the very end. I I think they show it three or four times. Like it takes him a long time to get up to the top of that tower and they keep cutting away to him on the stairs mm-hmm. and just like bending at the bending backwards at the waist to like look up and see how far <laughs> he has to go. <laughs> so <laughs> confined. He couldn't breathe in that thing. And now with, with high definition, you can see the little nose holes on his costume. Like he, I think he was very claustrophobic. I've heard in interviews. It's kind of like that Batman mask we ordered for you and then had to return <laughs> because it was made for, I don't know, someone kid. with a small face. Yeah. I got a big old head, so. <laughs> okay. I think we've, anything else you want to talk? Basically, I just want to get all of our non-Joker comments out and then we'll go to the Joker because that's where all my notes are from. Yeah, let's move on to the main entree, Jack Nicholson. This is Jack Nicholson. You understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. (laughs) 
you see what I have to work with here. <laughs> that laugh, man. <laughs> Just in a way that no other Joker has, he does step out of like the Silver Age comic book. Like, like he walks off the page. It's the, it's the Joker from the comic books. Jack, Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. And he betrays Jack Plants after he tells him he's his number one guy, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> How do we love the Jack Nicholson Joker? Let us count the ways. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on this Joker? He puts a smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As simple as that. It's so funny. And it's funny to listen to. And it's so funny to watch his, the way he moves and kind of, he kind of has this like smooth, light dancer step when he's doing things. And, you know, it's a joy to look at. You know he's been in a movement class. Yeah. He knows what to do with his body, even though he's starting to pack on a few pounds. <laughs> it's hilarious. He's a buffoon, but it's underpinned by menace. Like you do, mm-hmm. you look in his eyes and you could see him turning on you at any moment and just blowing your brains out or shooting in the face with acid with his little flower. I just, I love the balance of humor and menace. I love Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Mm -hmm. What I don't like is that it took the agency away from Joker. Like he couldn't help but be made. I got to believe that the Joker is truly evil. Yeah. Not that society made him that way. It's not fun. We're talking about mythology here, not what actually would happen. Mm -hmm. I think if you step away and take that movie in as kind of put that aside, you can enjoy it more because it is a great performance. But when you, start comparing it it doesn't yeah. work it's a whole different thing to use comic book terminology it's a great one shot like it's a self-contained story mm-hmm. what if what if the joker came to prominence this way yeah. but i'm not going to go back and watch it a ton of times because it's just mm-hmm. not it's a little too real <laughs> yeah it, it was an enjoyable experience seeing that at the theater and i i think that's it yeah. for me yep but it's hard to for me to pick a favorite Joker. So taking the Joaquin Phoenix Joker out of yeah, the take mix him out. because that it just doesn't to me it doesn't you can't compare. I still think Heath Ledger is my favorite Joker. Of course, because yeah. it it's still I think it's because I didn't see 1989 Batman until maybe the last five years when you introduced right. it to me. That's so true. It's still kind of the original Joker to mm-hmm. me, and I still like it the most. But I mean this. This Joker is a smidgen below. It's fantastic. I think Jack Nicholson is becoming my favorite Joker mm-hmm. as time goes by because he's got the power of old Hollywood behind him. Like there's so much outside lore behind him as an actor. Mm-hmm. And somehow that manifests on screen in his performance for me. And he is so effortless in the way he moves. But Heath Ledger Joker is also masterful like it's it just piece of art it is it's got that real world grit to it what happened did your, did your balls drop off 
And have you heard the fan theories about the Heath Ledger Joker that No, tell me. The character is a like an Iraq war vet. Oh and that's why I remember you telling me this. That's why he has such a knack for logistics and why everything goes off right when he needs it to and he's Mm. hooking up explosives and that's a great fan theory and I think it Hmm. It's interesting. It um I don't know if it's been confirmed by the writers or if they've teased it, but I really like I like that mystique to the character. Mm-hmm. And I like it's fun to pretend that maybe that's what happened. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about this Joker are his costumes. Yes. Kind of like I know we talked about the costumes in Batman Forever and how each scene Jim Carrey has kind of like a more sparkly, fancier costume. Yeah. So this Joker, it it gets a little bit more sophisticated. Like he's, first he's, you know, I think he's wearing kind of an older suit and then the suit gets nicer. Yes. Fancier, but it doesn't look, you wouldn't find these outfits at Spirit of Halloween. Like you could, (laughs) the Riddler. Like Jim Carrey's costume. These are nice custom made tailored suits and my favorite joker costume is when he's at that cry meeting that we played yeah. at the transition it's a purple wool suit it's got these thin orange and teal pinstripes and he's mm. got like the bright orange satin shirt he looks great and it looks if i were to ever dress up as the joker which i always really have wanted to i would base it off of that particular scene in that that version of his costume Back in my wedding singer days, I used to work with people who would get custom clothes made, like a full three-piece suit with mm-hmm. like sequins. Oh. And when you see something like, like that up close, you're like, that's what the Joker would wear. You look fine. <laughs> I didn't ask. He looks better <laughs> than fine. Come on. But I think that's my dream Halloween costume. Is, um, that's great. Well- I, I think there's two. There's a, a custom gray suit for Pee Wee, and then there's a custom Ooh. purple Joker suit with orange and teal stripe pinstripes. So I have to find uh, someone to make me these custom suits and probably dish out a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, when there's a vaccine and a viable antibody treatment, let's go to a custom clothier yeah. and get fitted for Joker suits. What do you say? I It, it would be my dream. His and hers? Joker suits. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> so speaking of costumes, last week we talked a lot about candy. Very important. Let's talk about costumes. Yes. Because, again, this is our, our example of plain dress up. That's all what Halloween is. Yep. Um, and when we were watching Adam's Family the other night, it brought up a memory from school for me. Mm-hmm. So the question I want to ask you is, Yes. as a child, what is the last year in grade school that you would wear a costume to school? Yeah. Do you remember? I have a very vivid memory of when I was like, okay, we don't do this anymore, I guess. And no one told me. Oh, what grade was it for you? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Because I dressed up as Wednesday Adams. I had the perfect long hair. I had it in the braids, the black dress. And I feel like 
maybe a third of the grade was dressed up. And that's just, that's not enough to feel comfortable all day in a costume when you're sitting in your classes and just a handful of people have costumes on. And it's all you're going to think about for the rest of the day is mm-hmm. that I'm dressed up and no one else. I remember sitting at the lunch table and a, a couple of my friends had costumes, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me. And then like looking around, yeah. I thought, okay, so we don't dress up to school this is, anymore. This is the cutoff point. No one no one looked at you and said, your costume <laughs> is fantastic. I, I hope maybe a, like a nice teacher did. Yeah. Which is kind of lame, but for being in seventh grade, but. And then that one kid was dressed up as Jason. He was like pretending to stab you and you were like. Probably. Oh no, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he asked you out and it was, it was just like yeah. teen, pre-teen romance. But I always think about that when I watch the Adams Family because my my last costume at, at school was, was Wednesday. I, I'm having remember? trouble remembering because from preschool to eighth grade, I went to a Lutheran school. And if you were dressed up, you were seen as a witch or a warlock. And I saw some kids um, burnt at the stick. Oh. Um, I can't remember. Okay. What about, there's two parts of this question. When do you stop dressing up at school for the school day? And when do you stop trick-or-treating? Because for me, it was different. I remember trick-or-treating in ninth grade with my friends. And that was the very last time that we, I I remember feeling like, okay, I I think this is over, but I didn't dress up to school. I think that was the cutoff for me too. Trick-or-treating, freshman year. My girlfriend and I at the time went as like... Your what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I told you when we met that I'd never been kissed. <laughs> and that I had never seen a woman. But, you know, now that we're sitting here talking, would you mind having a discussion uh, openly about the subject of intercourse? It's not allowed. Yeah. It. Anyway, we went as hippies, and I went as like some Frank Zappa looking... I had a big mustache and a... Afro wig. Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener <laughs> hanging out for everyone to see. All my friends. <laughs> all my friends, uh, we went as farmers. So we all wore the same outfit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like the plaid shirt and the overalls. Like the like the dumbest. Co- <laughs> I would have rather gone as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I would have. Ra- I should have put a sheet on my head. That would have been more <laughs> fun. Tough. We were all farmers and we wore our overalls and plaid button-up shirts. Like just cool clothes that we had in our closet <laughs> that we just didn't wear together. Oh, thank you for day. sharing that. Yeah. You guys are real crazy. Hey, look out for these guys. So, what, what, so question for our listeners. When did you stop dressing up to school? When did you stop trick-or-treating? And do you have any embarrassing stories about that transition period where no one told you that you weren't dressing up anymore at school. Yeah, you jerks. I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. What was your favorite costume in school? So, let's think here. I went as a Canadian one year. It was just my idea of what that meant. I had this old flannel shirt, this heavy down jacket, a ski hat, a wig underneath the ski hat, like a long 
brown wig, so I had hockey hair. Oh. Yep. And then I had like those disguised glasses with the nose and mustache. I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> what is this amateur hour? I think I was trying to be like that. There's an old movie about hockey players, Strange Brew, something like that, the McKenzie brothers. That was what I was going for. What the shit are you talking about? This is all wrong. So I, that was my vision of a Canadian. And I don't think I we would it. have been friends in high school. No, no, I was too cerebral for you. Yeah, that must be it. I don't, I would not have gotten that as no, a kid. No. And you know what? Nobody else did either. Mm. My worst costume ever was when I just, I put on a Michigan State button up jacket like a satin jacket and a jason mask and that was it like no thought to it sure and so walking around northville going up trick-or-treating they're like oh michigan state huh no wonder you're wearing a mask because everybody yeah went to u of m and worked for the big three my favorite was my mom made me a scarecrow costume all handmade the hat the the green Thing, the puffy pants and mm-hmm. you know straw coming out of everywhere it was perfection that's cool it was really good what about least favorite costume was it was your favorite the canadian and also your least favorite the canadian because no, no one got it canadian's my favorite <laughs> like asking arnold about phil hartman i stand by my decision sure you know i i have to be a man of principles and stick by my unpopular decision to dress i was canadian but um when I was in college, I loved Halloween, but I didn't put any effort into dressing up. Yeah. I was walking through the costume store one day and I saw this maniacal grinning mask staring at me with blonde hair. It's staring at me right now. It's in our office slash studio looking at us right now. It's right here, right? It's looking at me. It is from the WCW wrestler Psycho Sid. And... I just bought it because it looked insane uh-huh. and I would just wear it around the dorms and just like peer around corners and <laughs> stare at people and it became synonymous with me. It was my thing. Yeah. You wore it all the time. It, and much like hamburger in my bed or you're a very nice lady, I can't explain why it makes me laugh, but it did and it became part of my part of my particular idiom. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be up on the list as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of costumes, just the Psycho Sid mask. Now, a few years ago, I started a new job at a communications firm that will go unnamed. And there was a Halloween dress up day. Uh, not being one to do an elaborate costume, I chose to wear that mask in. With your work with my work clothes regular so this is my first i'm still in my first year of employment here like people don't really know the real me yet Mm -hmm. they don't know the weirdness underneath the hood (laughs) behind the mask yep so i walk in wearing this maniacal grinning mask that kind of looks like trump it looks like our current yeah, because the face Cartoon is like mob a, boss a, of a, president. a tanny orange color, blonde hair, just big stupid face. So, yeah. So at best, people think I'm a weirdo in a grinning mask. At worst, they think I wore a Trump mask <laughs> into a very liberal yeah, like female two or young three years ago. office. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, Communications is mostly female, I would say. 
it, it's just yes, a very I'm one of them. <laughs> you're one of them and but i have a personality it was not a hit and i was peppered with questions like what even are you or dear god what is that thing i'm just kidding but what even are you was asked to me and it still rings in my ear to this day and i'm just like this was this was it was too much too soon it was a huge mistake yep funny mistake um it's funny now yes (laughs) so tell us please call us and tell us about your favorite costume least favorite costume uh when you stopped wearing a costume to school when you stopped trick-or-treating do these memories align with yours yeah keep keep those voicemails coming because it makes for great content and interaction give us a call at 929-456-0304 give us a call give us a call we'll talk (laughs) so back to batman oh yeah batman it is certainly cool to rewind hit it I'm so happy. <laughs> A little spookums flavor in there. Yep. So we'll be back watching this movie every Halloween until we die. I'm the Batman. <laughs> I love when Michael Keaton says that. <laughs> purple. Oh, I love purple. <laughs> Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> Ooh, right in the bell. Such a Keaton way to say something. You idiot! Excuse me. You made me, remember? You dropped me into that vat of chemicals. That wasn't easy to get over. Don't think that I didn't try. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Drops the chattering teeth. Great. <laughs> you killed <laughs> What? It's happening. <laughs> what are you talking about? I made you. You made me first. What? Hey, bad brain. I mean, I was a kid when I killed your parents. I mean, I say I made you. You gotta say you made me. And what? How childish can you get? Huh? <laughs> you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on, would you? Huh? Oh. And then, of course, they fall over the cliff or whatever. They fall over the ledge and the famous scene of Joker falling to his death is it's one of the great death scenes in all of movies. Yeah, what a day. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yay. Okay. That's Batman. We just we needed a bookend of drops there. Yes. Just so because we We kind of got off track there. (laughs) (laughs) So the next week is we're back to our kind of standard format of me share movie you haven't seen you share movie with me i haven't seen and i picked ernest scared stupid yes <laughs> i'm so excited to watch this yeah it's been i don't think i've seen it since probably the first time i ever saw it so 
this is a little bit for me and for you. Yeah. But I've never seen it, but I've listened to podcasts about it, and the plot sounds bananas. <laughs> it sounds yeah. cuckoo crazy. I'm bananas. excited. And I can't wait to haunt it. Yes. Boy, oh boy. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Yes, thank you. You know, send us an email at cruelterewind at gmail.com if you feel like it, or leave us a message at 929-456-0304. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cruelterewind. I think we're going to do some live tweets soon uh, when we watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I think we'll we'll tweet along. We'll give you guys a heads up. Uh, we picked an episode of Dawson's Creek. We did. So we'll set a date for that sometime. Yep. We're going to chew. We're going to do the episode that we talked about a little bit when the famous Dawson crying meme. Yeah. Was born. And you know I never miss an all new Dawson's. Yes. So I'm going to be there yep. riffing away mm-hmm. as best I can. So we'll let you know when those happen. It's going to be a bunch of fun. All right, so check your candy for razor blades, folks. Just be careful. It happens. Um, Eat your peas, drink your milk, take your vitamin D. Wear your real mask under your Halloween mask. A Halloween mask is not an approved mask for the pandemic. It's a magic carpet for bacteria. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. Gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. Bye. Bye. Love you.